Hi, hello, and welcome to another stellar edition of Switchbacks and Sweatstains. I'm your host, Charlie Haney. Better late than never, but definitely late. This is episode 14. Um, I know it's been a while. Apologies, but I promise this episode is uh, well worth the wait that you've endured over the past month or so. Uh, off the top, uh, there's going to be some sound quality issues, uh, but what this episode lacks in quality of sound, it more than makes up for in quality of content. Um, the mic I used and the equipment was all plugged in, but I didn't check to see that it was coming through on the software, and it just used my laptop mic, which was pointing towards me and not our guest, so you can hear me just fine, but our guest not so much. So apologies for that, but regardless of that suboptimal sound, our optimal guest this episode was amazing. Martha Klemmer is a good friend of mine and ambassador for Lululemon. You can catch her running both road and trail um, in their apparel. Um, and yeah, uh, that's my plug for that. But anyways, I've wanted to have uh, Martha on the pod for a while and figured that her first ultra marathon would be a good time to do so. So we discuss her incredible race at Black Canyon 60K out in Arizona uh, as a part of her running story. Uh, we start from the beginning in New York and talk about training, racing, and end with looking forward. So from beginning to now to in the future, we cover it all. Um, I was not on the top of my hosting game, but uh, like always, uh, Martha carried us both like she does uh, any time she's stuck taking me on a road run. But that's enough of me rambling. This is Switchbacks and Sweat Stains with Martha Clemmer. I just ran up Whiteside. Actually, I got there late, so I dead sprinted from the Ox parking lot to Oh, we didn't wait. Whiteside. I was running a little behind, naturally. Two, two people who are habitually late try and show up to a run together. Yeah. Who's there last? It was me today. Um, but I think if there's a segment from the parking lot to Whiteside, I'm probably in the top 10 because I knew I was behind and sprinted. Did you get the Whiteside segment? Definitely not. Wow. We were huffing and puffing up through there. It's like a stupidly hard hill. It's not even that long. It just feels like it's forever. Mm-hmm. I wonder who has the crown for the ladies on that hill. I walked. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't pace uphill, so I just sprint, and then I walk, and then I get mad, and then I sprint again, and then I walk. Yeah, it still has the crown. Um, impressive. Um, I initially had... Uh, a question in mind on your, I was going to ask at some point what your favorite segment on, on Lookout was, but oh. it seems like a. That's a hard question. I love Guild because mm-hmm. Guild is my home. Guild is home. Um, but I really like the Grinch Loop. I've only done it twice, but I really like that because kind of fun you get to do a little bit of road at the top and see super pretty houses um when you run up look out and end up on the top <laughs> are you grinching tomorrow <laughs> is that what i hear i think so 
or low momming, which I've never done. But uh, maybe not that. That sounds really hard. That's just like a Grinch on steroids. Have you ever done that? Um, maybe without knowing. Okay. It took me so long to have the courage to say I didn't know what any of the loops were. Mm. And for the first six months in Chattanooga, I didn't know it, where BDL started. I knew it stood for Big Daddy Loop, but I was afraid to ask where I was supposed to park. I like I like BDLs too. Those are great. I feel like I like to do them every once in a while though. Yeah, they're reserved for special occasions. Yeah. Did we do one for our Friday night marathon? Mm, we kind of did one. Yeah, I think we did. It was just like cut off, but then we came back to it. Yeah, that's right. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is not your first time we've recorded one before. Yeah, I'm not great at podcasts. No. <laughs> on the many that I've been on in my life, <laughs> this being the only one. <laughs> Um, well, we did at least a hundred percent more show prep this time. Mm-hmm. So we've got that going for us. That's true. Last time it started off bad. Everybody was in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I'd say we're in good spirits. Yeah. This time. So it, you're in a much better mood this time. Yeah. I don't remember what was going on then, but yeah, life's gotten better since, since that point. Um, speaking of life. Let's discuss yours. <laughs> um, which do you want to start in terms of your background? Yeah, let's start with your uh, personal background, where you grew up, where you went to college, and then at the end of that, you can say when you started running competitively and um, yeah, what, what brought you to Chattanooga? Well, um, I was... Grew up, well, until I was like nine, I lived in Potsdam, New York, which is on the border of Canada, so it's freezing. Um, And then when I was nine, we moved to Stone Ridge, New York. So it's my parents, me, and then I have four siblings, and they're all married and have tons of children. So it's a whole big, whole big family. and lived in Stone Ridge until I went to college. I went to Grove City College, which is outside of Pittsburgh, super small school. And then lived in Pittsburgh for a little bit and then moved to Chattanooga two years ago? Three years ago? Almost, oh my gosh, almost three years ago. Yeah, because Jackson, my husband, got a job here. That's crazy. What, um, What brought you to I guess, choose uh, Grove City for college. I was looking for a small Christian school, and there's not a whole lot. Um, And then the ones that I wanted to go were like, there were two, and I just picked the cheaper one. (laughs) So (laughs) wasn't that thought out? (laughs) You you Um, thought about it. You chose one and moved on. Yeah. Makes sense. I started, well, I started running, like, when I was really little because my mom ran with me while she was pregnant until, like, a week before she gave birth, and then, like, a week later started running with the stroller, so crazy. she's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I will not be doing that. Um, 
but and then I feel like I, I wasn't allowed to run on the road by myself until I was 11 so I remember I wanted to so mm. I must have been I ran like in my backyard just like back and forth between my grandma's house and my house and then um, I started running on a team when I went to public school my junior year of high school I did cross country and track but I didn't really like actually run while I was doing track I feel like I just got ice cream and then would run in meets and that was pretty much it (laughs) um and then I did run at Grove City it was a d3 super small thing but didn't do track just did cross country until my I did it freshman sophomore and junior year and then did not do my senior year why not senior year uh, I had a stress fracture over the summer before senior year and kind of was just like had a bad attitude and didn't want to spend all my weekends and time doing cross-country practice, which I definitely missed it not doing it senior year, but um, then I ended up dating Jackson and we're married now, so <laughs> it worked out. Definitely. <laughs> Thank goodness for stress fractures. <laughs> joking i'm joking title of the episode um yeah so uh i guess outside of injury it wasn't necessarily like burnout no i still ran um like i think five or six days a week just like not nearly as much and didn't do workouts or anything Mm -hmm. but yeah pretty much have always run i feel like it's kind of necessary to for my mental state to (laughs) run or I get really grumpy Mm -hmm. um and it's just so fun and I think once you I mean when you start doing something when you're so young it's just it feels like there's a hole if you're not doing something yeah and it's you've got you know family ties yeah um yeah pretty much all my siblings run um they all played real sports in school (laughs) but (laughs) they have always like run for just staying active. Nice. My little niece, Kate, started running. Yeah? Yeah. She just had her first track meet yesterday. I don't really know how she did. She ran that one and a half mile, which I didn't know that was a thing, and then the one mile. How old was she? 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why I was picturing, like, a, a little like yeah. six, eight Well, year, eight she's... Year old. It's like they range from... I think the youngest one is like six months old and then up to 14. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, so, loved running, got out of college, moved to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, ran, like, found a, a running group there. Not really. I just, um, I had a couple of friends that lived there that I had actually run cross country with at, at Grove City. Um, so I would run with them like a couple times a week, but I didn't actually join any running clubs, which I regret a lot, um, because moving to Chattanooga and joining the running clubs here made me realize how much it adds to like living in a city, which I really liked Pittsburgh. Um, it's a fun place to run. It's just, there's tons of bridges and there's pretty parks. Mm-hmm. Not really like <clears throat> mountains or anything to run on, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no running groups there. And then when we moved to Chattanooga, <clears throat> I didn't join anything until we'd been here like six months. And then I went to a fast break Sunday morning run. And nice. it was really intimidating because I was listening to Alan, the fa- owner of Fast Break, talk about the first time that I went to the run club. He said that I showed up in like a sweatshirt and like a reflective vest. And he was like, oh, this girl doesn't know what she's getting into. <laughs> and it was all like these guys that were foam rolling and looked super intense. And I was so stressed out about it. It was like Sunday morning. And then we did the Chattanooga Chase course, mm-hmm. and they were all super nice, so that was great. And then we, like, added on, and I was got in the car, I was like, oh my goodness, I just ran a half marathon, and it's only, like, 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, and then I just started going to that every week, and then met Leah, I think, at, like, one of the track workouts with them, oh, cool. and then met Will at one of those two and then Odd Story Run started going to those met you on Raccoon Mountain mm-hmm. where I fell immediately I pretty <laughs> pretty close to it yeah that was a good time <laughs> but I think I like started running on trails in Chattanooga when we moved here I tried to do a big daddy loop got lost the first I think two times maybe more and then I don't think I actually ended up doing it until I was with the group. Hmm. It makes sense. I mean, there's so many turns yeah. that you can make and, and not make. And it feels weird now as like a, a local that you've done it a bunch now. And you're like, how could you get lost on this thing? Yeah, it's a circle. It's just a circle. It's a loop. <laughs> um, yeah, so how, how long did you live in Pittsburgh for? Um, two years. Two years? Yeah, two years. Gotcha. I always forget. I put everybody like in the same age group in our running group, and I need to remember that we have a uh, not a super wide age gap, but age range. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Um, but just enough that everybody's just at a slightly different life stage, mm-hmm. even though everybody's. But, like, kind of the same. Kind of the same. Most people are married or moved here from somewhere, and I just kind of group everybody together sometimes. Except for people aren't mostly married. I'd say half the group. Really? Oh. If you bring all the spouses in, yeah, it's about half the group. Hmm. Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) um, What... I guess, uh, what purpose outside of for sanity did running... Um, what role did it serve in Pittsburgh? Or I guess we've got next on the checklist, running pre-Chattanooga versus running now. We've kind of touched on it, like the group aspect to the non-group aspect. Do you think that helped, like, stoke the the fire or, like, make you want to chase different races or bigger uh, goals once you got here and got into a running group or was it always kind of the same from Pittsburgh on? Yeah, I like pretty much hated racing even in like college and high school doing cross country meets. Always hated them, just liked training because it's just like I like the exercise part of it and then just being outside and having like a 
I don't know, moving outside. Mm -hmm. It's just great. Yeah. Um, and then I had signed up for the Pittsburgh Marathon when we lived there, but then it got canceled because of COVID. Mm -hmm. That was the first race I signed up for since I had run like my last cross country meet my junior year of college. And mm -hmm. then, so I didn't actually do a race until the Chattanooga Chase uh, in 2021. Wow. So... I think I would have maybe started doing like marathons if I wasn't in a running group, but definitely running with people and having that be like most of or basically all of my social life now yeah. um, has made like doing races and training for things together so much more exciting. And like, I mean, I didn't really get why you guys always signed up for races and then traveled to them and mm. then... We did that for, well, we did Indianapolis Marathon doesn't really count because it, it counts. counts, but it's like not, it's fun to see a city, but like mm -hmm. going to pretty mountains is so much more exciting and like a whole, I don't know. It was just really fun to like run in a different environment completely. And you're going to be out there longer. Yeah. Like it, that's such a, a, like my one experience running a road marathon uh, felt a lot like okay what's my pace am I with my pace group yeah. am I on my goal like I'm I rarely look at pace during a, a race maybe I should Corinne feel free to chime <laughs> in on that <laughs> but do you uh, not I just kind of look at like almost where I'm at each hour oh. like I'm miles per hour and that uh, kind of goes back to like the first running app I downloaded only gave me miles per hour because mm. I didn't know how to work the app. Uh, it was pretty janky and free. So pre-Strava days. But um, yeah, it, it, I guess the going to the, the road marathon is just a little bit of a different atmosphere. Like it's a big, mm -hmm. big group of people. And even though Black Canyon was still kind of big, it's still like a, a third of people showing up for a road marathon or half mm -hmm. and just like the races being on two different days made it feel like you get to be i mean you get to see the area more and it just feels like more of an event whereas mm -hmm. i mean i like well i've only done two road marathons but i like them a lot but it feels like i'm always so nervous about like what my like you said what my pace is for mm -hmm. every mile that i'm not looking around i'm just like looking at my watch Mm -hmm. well, that's a good thing to do I mean you've done well in both of those those marathons so um, which there is something nice about a marathon too where it's like there's so many less variables it seems like and you can sort of have a much clearer plan I mean I don't know I've only done <laughs> one thing over a marathon <laughs> and two marathons but it just feels like it's like if you you know you want to run an eight minute pace every mm -hmm. mile it's a lot easier than being like oh am i gonna feel like i'm gonna need to throw up in 20 miles when i still have 20 more miles to go <laughs> like, yeah am i gonna switch out like vests or yeah. flasks and change getting... shoes crazy creek crossings i guess i, I did have I some creek crossings to, uh, a podcast with heather jackson and she changed shoes during black canyon like 20 miles in change from road shoes to trail shoes 
I guess you could you could get some uh, some good use out of some some racing road shoes yeah. for the first portion of that. Because after after Bumblebee is kind of when it got rocky to mm-hmm. any extent, um, from what I can remember. Um, interesting. Well, to circle back on kind of your comment on like liking training more than racing, is it almost kind of a racing brings in the aspect of you against somebody else and training is always a, a very personal and inward reflecting time like it's 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 your time and it's you trying to improve yourself versus like oh i'm lining up against so and so and there's all these people that i've got to run around yeah i think i mean i do now enjoy racing um but it was always just kind of like racing just made me anxious and training does the exact opposite. So being able to run outside every day and just like have that time by myself or like with a couple of friends was such a nice outlet. And then Mm -hmm. when I thought about training for a race, I didn't want to like follow a specific training plan and have to do like a workout when I didn't want to or have to you know, spend three hours on a Saturday running if, like, I just wanted to run six miles and be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But for some reason, that's, like, shifted, and now it's, like, so fun to have a training plan to me, and I think also just, like, having a training plan that's a little bit flexible, too, um, is nice because I can... It's not like every single day I have a set thing to run. It's yeah. just like I have a workout every week and a long run and mileage. But um, yeah, now racing is, I still get super nervous, as you know, for racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so stressed out about it. But as soon as I get to like the actual start line, I'm just super excited about it. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Is it um, another aspect of that, like the end goal so to speak has has changed it was getting running boston like always like a oh i want to do that someday how do i get there where did that just kind of come up at some point yeah i think i um like as soon as i started probably training for the pittsburgh marathon that never happened i was like oh i think i could maybe qualify for boston and that'll be like my goal Mm -hmm. but that's kind of when I was like, oh, I, I want to run this race for a time to qualify for something. Um, and Boston's like the big one you qualify for. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I've ever had like a huge goal. Like there's certain races that I've always wanted to run. Like, well, not always, I guess in the past couple of years, like wanted to run Boston. I want to run New York City Marathon and then JFK 50. But I don't know. In the past couple of weeks, I've been like trying to figure out what to do with running and um or like what I guess the end goal would be Mm -hmm. and I think it is just like so exciting to me to be able to go and run in beautiful places and kind of maybe regardless of what that kind of race is like going to Paris running Paris Marathon or going to like 
Scotland and running whatever crazy race you ran there. Like, oh man, it'd be so much fun. Yeah, or I mean, like, you'd hate it, but it'd be. Oh so yeah, much fun. I don't know that I'd do that, but like <laughs> as an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, not necessarily like I don't have a I don't have a set like I can't wait to run a hundred miler. Like I can wait to do that for sure. <laughs> um, and I think if I ever did one, it would be like a. I want to maybe run with this with like a couple of friends and just mm-hmm. move it and not be like having a a set goal for it. Cool. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> you can be one of those friends. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I just, I, I'll take applications. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post that in the show notes. A <laughs> application to be. Martha's 100-mile buddy. In 15 years. Okay, 15 years. Mark it down. Uh, today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. 15 years from now, we'll all still be in Chattanooga. Just kidding. We'll have a commune in Scotland. Oh, boy. Um, I do want a uh, side note. Uh, not a terrible mountain trail race. The Isle of Skye is, I think, 50 miles north to south and 35 across. And I would love to uh, create an FKT <gasps> of both ways. Whoa. So that would be cool. If you want to uh, go do that, would be super cool. It's beautiful. And if we run the road the whole time, we won't have to go up over any really significant climbs. Yeah. And you get to see all the pretty towns. That sounds fun. I think I also want to get into that, like, long walking thing people do. I don't know what that's called, but Jen's parents do it, she was saying a while ago, where they just, like, will go on these 500-mile, like, walking treks across, like, there's a name for it. I don't know. But they walked. Hiking? No. (laughs) No. It's, uh, oh, I don't know what it's called. Fast packing? Forest gumping? Oh, I wish that was the name. It's my favorite movie. Oh. Um. No, they walked like some 500 mile long trail in Spain and they just stay at cute little hotels. They just don't eat goose. They kind of just like, you know, go to bed and breakfast. So fun. Not to get sassy, but I think that's legitimately just backpacking. (laughs) That's what it's called. (laughs) Backpacking, you always think you have to camp though. You can stay at hostels. Oh, okay. There are so many people like backpacking across um, Scotland and. When I've stayed in hostels there, there have been people show up with their, like, backpacking backpacks. I'm sure they may have to camp at some point. Mm-hmm. But that would be cool. Um, I was about to ask if you were referring to what your husband did really recently. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so my husband Jackson has always just... He grew up in Orlando, Florida, which I think really has impacted him as a human, which <laughs> makes sense. I mean, where I grew up is maybe a... Snob in a lot of ways, (laughs) which New York is the greatest state. I'm just going to say that now. (laughs) It's second greatest. Best bagels. Best bagels, probably. Yes. (laughs) Um, But he's never liked running or like most aerobic activities. He grew up climbing. And then, uh, I don't know, like three months ago or something, he decided that he would go on a, was it three months ago? No. Oh, a month ago? Yeah. Not as... Well, anyways. His whole new thing is movement. Um, which I just love. Because it's like there's no expectation. He'll, he walks when he wants. He runs when he wants. Which now he just mostly runs. But 
he saw something on like Twitter that said that it's really good for mindfulness to take a 12 hour walk without your phone um, and without talking to anybody. And so he texted me and was like, oh my goodness, this looks so cool. And I was like, oh, should we do it together? And he was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's the whole point is to be by yourself. (laughs) And so then he did that like the next Saturday and he walked to 50K. And the poor guy, I mean, (laughs) that sounds awful. He said it was fun for the first, how many hours did he say it was nice for? I thought he said it got bad at like mile 19. Yeah. And then he was just 20 something. I mean, for context, like the farthest he's ever run is, I think at that point, like maybe four miles. And then, I mean, I think his, I don't know what his longest walk had been, but. It wasn't 31. No, it definitely wasn't that. I'd never done a, well, I've still never done a 50 yet, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. He was just, he walked on Lookout Mountain for most of the day, and then he walked to Publix in North Shore of Chattanooga and got a body armor and two cliff bars. <laughs> and I was like, you could have at least gotten a pub sub and like a fancy Starbucks. <laughs> Walking around. And he was like, well, I wasn't trying to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but he made a friend so with that guy on the trail. Really, he's really mindful now. <laughs> he's quite zen. <laughs> Use a word we've used here in the past couple of days. Um, but enough about Jackson. He's going to get his own podcast here soon. And he can talk about his mindfulness and walk through the woods. But um, we got to talk about you. Uh, let's see here. Rolling down the old run of show. Um, don't try this at home. Uh, folks, this is for professional podcasters to reference their show notes <laughs> in the middle of the show. <laughs> so we've gotten off on a classic tangent. Um, what I was, we were going through is what has always been the end goal or the race. Uh, now it's Boston and a bunch of other things. Has that changed? Kind of t- talked about that, I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like it's changed that. and it's just gotten more like broad. And more adventure. Yeah. I've so, been corrupted by Chattanooga people. Good. <laughs> We're going to continue to do that. We're going to have you Everesting here in a year or so. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> um, Are you doing that? No. Okay. I want to take care of my body. What are the, so it's like a in the month of March, the challenge is to... Get enough get vert. Get enough vert as it is. Ever, how high is Everest? 31,000. Boy, this <sighs> is going to make me sound so silly. I don't... I looked this up. It was... I messaged Will on Instagram. Here, we're going to go mid-show looking up something. Oh, Will Sickenberg sent me a reel by Chair Jesus. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch that another time. Oh, no, that's not what I meant to do. I don't know what I just did. You turned on vanish mode. Side note, your toes are looking really good. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded so much weirder than I meant it. I'm sorry. Charlie's not wearing any socks, and he has way less black toes than I do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, 
Uh, I calculated it out to 21.31 masterpieces is Everest. <laughs> We've lost Martha. We're looking at my feet. They don't look too bad no. for post 100K. That's pretty good. Yeah. They, they hurt a little bit. They were hurting before then. I went to a yoga tonight, and people don't wear socks in yoga. No, because you slide around. Yeah. Was it hot or regular? It was, it was medium hot because there were only two people in the class. So she said to us, do you guys want it to be hot? And I said, just wanted to make an initial impression that she shouldn't expect much of me. I just go, I don't really care. I never do yoga. And so then the other girl said, medium hot. That's good. But I was embarrassed because the instructor came over to like adjust me a few times and I was like, oh goodness, my feet are so ugly. <laughs> I don't think that's what they care about. I don't think so either, but I, they probably notice. Maybe. Especially, like she touched my foot. I felt bad. Huh? I guess I should have just said she didn't have to do that. I guess she knew that though. Don't touch my feet. <laughs> you see these things? They don't get touched. <laughs> Does it look like Anyway. Sweating again. Pedicures aside, there's two ways to Everest to really bring it back. Um, you can either do it over a month, like Wild Trails is doing. Free shout out to Wild Trails. Um, or... You do it in one attempt. Who does that? Most people. Like, I, I thought that was the how. I thought oh. we had to choose the day to do Everesting. And I was like, I probably shouldn't do it. 21 masterpieces. Yeah. Oh. 21 and like a, a kitty trail. And then you get to come back down and you're done. <laughs> I'll be, I'll I, be the aid station. I think I, I think I want to do that. And naturally, the person I, I went to was was Will. Um, he said, let's flex it and do two days. And then we started talking about it. Then he sent me a weird emoji. And we never talked about it again. Mm. We talked about it today, maybe briefly. He wants to get more more vert. I don't know what's happened to me. I'm a, I'm a flat boy now. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take some time, run some road. That's okay. Could train for a marathon with me. We're corrupting each other. No. <laughs> no, it just doesn't hurt your body as much, so that's what you want to do. I guess so. Honestly, dead sprinting today to catch Will. I told him uh, I don't know whether that was it, but my that's the best I've felt since a, a long time. Wow. Today, so who knew? Dead sprinting, no stretch, right out of the car because you're late. <laughs> Adrenaline. That's what fixes the body. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the body, um, trail running and uh, races in uh, pers- while pursuing Boston, we're going to eventually obviously get to Black Canyon because that was a fun experience and a mm-hmm. good time. But being around all these trails and all these crazy trail runners has slowly brought you to the the good side <laughs> of the running world um how other than like 
mixing things up, has trail running impacted your like view on running in general? Mm-hmm. And your, I can already kind of tell from your past answers that's changed your like goals and future races. Yeah, I think. Well, like growing up in New York, I did run pretty much mostly all on trails. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't necessarily like technical trails or anything, but it was pretty much all trails. So I think that's like how I started liking running a lot. And then running a little bit of trails in Pittsburgh, but just park trails. Um, coming to Chattanooga, it was like a big switch that there's so many available everywhere. And it's, I mean, right now we live at like the bottom of Lookout Mountain, so I can go on my back door and be at a trail in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So I think like, Having, yeah, being able to switch it up in training and then also starting to do, like, shorter trail races in Chattanooga has been super fun. Um, Just because, I mean, any type of running can get a little monotonous if you do it every day. So switching it up with trails and then, I mean, you can run Guild, which is sort of like, you know, a rail trail. Um, And then you could do any trail off of Guild and it feels like, to me, it feels technical. It probably isn't, but, like, technical and steep, um, which is fun sometimes. And then being able to, like, have so many different shorter sub-ultra. There you go. Little, what is that kind of, kind of what is the Lingo? Lingo. <laughs> buzzword. I was looking buzzword. for the word there buzzword. Um, options in Chattanooga, like, the... Yeah, there's just a lot of different races throughout the year. So it's fun to be able to do those like while training for a bigger race or yeah, I think I don't have like a ton of interest in training really hard for a 5k or like maybe someday half marathon, but like on the road marathon is pretty much like where I have or I've had goals. And so um, like shorter trail races have been a fun way to change up the distance and like the wear and tear on the body. Yeah. Um, would you say it's like if you had to, not going to hold you to it, um, choose one or the other to do for the rest of time, road or trail? Uh, which, I don't like this question. <laughs> I can say I'm not holding you to it. I mean... It's just going to be in the podcast metaverse forever. Forever. Uh, trail, I think, because it's just, I mean, there's just a lot more options with it. And I can see, like, as I'm, like, being older, that being a lot easier mm-hmm. on on the old bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't, I mean, there's, I think I really do enjoy switching it up, like, Training for fast stuff, I think, helps with trails, like fast road stuff and doing track workouts. It's more normal to do those in a training cycle for a road race. Mm-hmm. And I, so far, I feel like I've kind of rotated between I do a trail race, then I do a road race, then I do a trail race, then road race, which is fun. Um, and definitely, like, I can tell which ones I get more excited for, which are trails. <laughs> um, 
except for I had like my big goal to like break three in the marathon. And so that was exciting for me because like that had mm-hmm. been a long time goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. So trails forever. Um, that's what I'm gathering. Trails are far. A mix. Uh, trails are good. Um, speaking of, I think it's, I was going to ask a uh, relationship with running over the uh, over the years and now, but since we're talking about switching between trail and road races, might as well dive into your latest uh, trail race. I guess we can go into two. Do you want to go back to uh, Rabid Raccoon or you want to oh, just no. talk about Black Canyon? I mean, Rabid Raccoon was super fun. Um, that's another one of those, like, it was a 15-mile race on Raccoon Mountain in Chattanooga. Bad beer events. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that was a super, yeah, really fun, like, loop. Definitely want to do that again. And you fell on that loop Started as well. off rough. I fell on a man. <laughs> Poor guy. I didn't want to step on him. He was falling in front of me. So I thought, oh, I don't know what trail etiquette is. I'll just fall on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that, that didn't go great, but... <laughs> no, that sounds like that's the new trail etiquette. If somebody falls in front of you... Just fall on top Just fall on top of them. I couldn't get around him, so I just thought that would be the best the best compromise, but... I wish I could have seen that. That would have been uh, Skylar heard me from behind. He said he heard a squeal, and he thought, oh, I bet Martha fell again. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that was a fun... It was like not what I would think would be what I would want in like a race course. It's just like downhill for five miles and then uphill, I think for like roughly five miles and then five miles of like rolling on top of raccoon. Um, but it was actually really great. It like the uphill was kind of nice after going downhill for that long where mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, I'm ready to do something else. And yeah. then the problem was that once you're on top, it's like, okay, when is this thing going to end? But yeah. I guess that's the point. It's supposed to be hard. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be. Um, and you've gotten so good at climbing the past, I don't know, year or two years. Yeah, I used to have a big attitude about it. Still mm-hmm. do. Still I have do an attitude a little bit. about most things. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opinionated. <laughs> no, it's not a word I would use. Yeah, but I think climbing, like, suddenly got fun, and I don't know why. I think maybe I just started doing it enough where it, like, wasn't scary anymore. Still, well, that's a lie. It's still scary, but... It just takes time to get those those legs. Yeah. Uh, I still don't want to do, like, upper gum. That still scares me. But, like, John Smart, I feel like that's much more gradual, which is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And I, to... As someone on the other side of the road to trail equation, like I, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's similar muscle groups, but yeah, it's still a whole lot. You're recruiting a lot is a lot more centralized on uphill or, or downhill. So I feel like it just takes unless you're like in the gym doing mountain legs or yeah squats or whatever we're supposed to do. This is where I show that I haven't worked out in months. I uh, uh, don't know what 
I tried to do squats two days ago, mm-hmm. and I like tweaked something in my hamstring after doing two squats, and it still hurts. So, so like no more. <laughs> I was like, this is why I don't do these things. I think too, like for the Indianapolis Marathon, Mike had me doing a ton of two hundreds, and I wonder if that helped with hills at all, just like strength wise because it's like full out sprints mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how the body works but and to keep that like that's why there's that great adjusted pace if you're running a 10 minute mile at a mm-hmm. six six percent grade it's whatever eight minute mile or something like that so i uh, i feel like it's our group has a really good tendency of like trying to run the same pace whether it's flat or uphill so we're maxing out mm-hmm. um and um, through all of those sufferings of trying to hold an eight-minute pace up white side, um, you get a little bit stronger. Yeah. No. Uh, we're going to talk about Black Canyon. Let's go ahead. And, this is a good tra- good time to transition into talking about what was the kind of the the focus of the winter into spring. Like you mm-hmm. you've got enough time post Black Canyon to get your Boston training block in kind of yeah. kind of um, when I can't remember when you pulled the trigger on Black Canyon for Christmas yeah were we egging you on I can't imagine that um were. yeah everybody was and then I knew I didn't want to, I hadn't done an ultra so I knew I didn't want to do the 100k which I feel like at first everybody was doing that um and then Mary and Ethan signed up for the 60K. And I think I just decided, like, I kind of was, I only want to do a couple of travel races a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided I just, like, wasn't incredibly excited about um, jumping right back into training for road. Mm-hmm. And was just, like really wanting to do Black Canyon, so I just signed up for it. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, there's, like, so many people training for it here, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, I guess, how was the, the body going into training for that, and what, I can't remember what training necessarily looked like. Yeah, I think I, like, for pretty much a year I've been having the same issues with my left leg, but I still don't really know what they are. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out right now, but... Um, <laughs> to be determined. They're not, like, bad enough to make me stop running. It just makes, like, a lot of other things just generally uncomfortable <laughs> sleeping and whatnot. Um, but... Just eight hours of the day, definitely <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. I think it's, I'm blaming it on having a, a, I think I need to get an at-home standing desk. Because mm. when I stand at the office, that helps. Okay. But when I'm at home and I'm working, it gets worse. But anyways, um, training when, when it started, I don't know what it looked like. I think I actually, Mike had made me a training plan for Round Raccoon and then just added on to it for Black Canyon. So the training was like pretty much the same, just more back-to-back, like, a long run and then a medium-long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just getting my mileage up to higher than it had been before and doing a lot more, I mean, 
trail runs, obviously, yeah. <laughs> and like workouts in trail runs, which I really hadn't done before that. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I guess your your marathon speed work was either track stuff or like trying to run something at, at marathon pace for yeah. a certain amount of time. Um, yeah, or like some just like river walk or like battlefield miles. Mm-hmm. Like tempo, yeah. You got a, a pretty good chunk of, of vert out of your um, rabid raccoon training block mm-hmm. into Black Canyon. Yeah, yeah. It was I. It was funny because I think I well, like rabid raccoon, we just like trained right through it. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't realize I had actually been training for that race, which was funny. And then I was like, oh. I have been training for this race. I am ready. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, yeah. I think it's nice to have, like, a race about a month before. I like that. Like, a, a, your goal race. Yeah. What was the the biggest uh, challenge or the, the hardest part of, I guess, the training block for, for Black Canyon? Um, I think just probably... Like, before this, I had, like, built up to running, like, a 70-mile week for a marathon, which mm-hmm. is, like, definitely not much in comparison to a lot of people, <laughs> um, but felt like a lot. And then this training block, it was more, like, I feel like it was kind of, like, 60 to 70, like, pretty much the whole time, and then one seventy-five mile week, mm-hmm. but, and then... 60 mile week and then race week so it was like a lot higher mileage than I had been used to so it just felt like a lot more time and then obviously doing like trail long runs take longer Mm -hmm. um so that was like a challenge but it was also I definitely liked it like I was ready to have the race happen um but I think I I mean it's just I would definitely rather run higher mileage than do like more intensity gotcha well, then uh, as a, a volume guy and ultra runner, that's that's pretty much the name of the game. So you're in the right place. Uh, we'll save you a seat after Boston to come join us back on the, the ultra running uh, volume train. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, to be determined. Um, when did you start, I guess, setting goals for Black Canyon? And uh, how much of other people's... I was going to say, when two little birdies got in my ear, (laughs) as soon as I signed up for Black Canyon, meaning Charlie and Mary. (laughs) You're so psyched. Um, And then I was like, stop being psyched. It's stressing me (laughs) out. Um, I I didn't really know what the goal should be. And like, I don't know. I've never run anything longer than a marathon. So I just Mm -hmm. had no idea. Um, I think my... Um, I think my, like, goal going in, what I said to Jackson was, I think I could, like, my, I guess my goal will be, like, under 515, and then hopefully I could get in the top five. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of wanted to have, like, not a super, super serious goal in case things just, I wanted to still be okay and be happy with the race if I didn't get like a specific goal so Mm -hmm. 
a goal was to have fun and see pretty things, but I'm also like too in my head for that to really be a serious goal. Sure. <laughs> so I have to have another goal. Were you able to take in the the beautiful yeah. scenes? Yeah, for the first twenty miles, it was beautiful and um, super fun to run. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite twenty mile run ever. And then love that things went a little downhill or uphill, but. <laughs> <laughs> they did go downhill. They went downhill for 20 miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, but um, then after that, I just kind of like had to keep reminding myself to enjoy it and look at the pretty mountains and cactus. Mm-hmm. Was there um, like a, a, a an oh shit moment during the race? Uh, like bad? Yeah. Like, yeah, literally, yeah. actually. I had to go find a portal. <laughs> Which thank goodness they had porta potties because I don't I am not very like tough I'm kind of prissy and I just don't think I would have been okay finding a cactus to go potty behind. Well, uh, as a person who pottied uh, the the day before at a point where I wasn't getting to a porta potty, there's not a whole lot of coverage out there in the desert. Yeah, the cacti are not quite big enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, outside of the porta potty what was the was it just the tummy troubles that were your yeah it was weird i don't know if it was just that or like that distracted me from the rest of my body like i feel like maybe if that hadn't hurt something else would have um but after mm-hmm. going through 20 miles i knew like my like my left butt as i like to say that's where <laughs> i have my issues started to hurt in the first 20 miles but it wasn't like terrible and then when i got to bumblebee and saw you guys i was like I don't feel like I started too fast. I, I didn't, but I was like, I don't know that this is going to keep going, but I'm having fun for now, which yeah, I think yeah. is what I said. Mm-hmm. And then it was hilarious because literally a mile later, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like my legs didn't start hurting. I just start, started feeling super nauseous and I had been eating a gel an hour, drinking a lot, maybe mm-hmm. too much Um I don't know. I also just don't. My stomach just never is great. And um, I don't know. That just maybe that was just the thing I decided to let, you know, that hurt. So my like legs didn't hurt. I didn't feel like I was like dying out of breath at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was bugging me for like pretty much most of the rest of the way. It kind of I kept eating, which was difficult and yeah. kept drinking, but didn't want like I only wanted water instead of tailwind or. I had had a bottle of Roctane right before my stomach started hurting, so I didn't know if that's what did it. Um, it is a lot of sugar. Like, that's yeah. what makes up most of the, whatever, 250 calories they say are in a, oh, a bottle. Oh, so it's more than Tailwind? Yeah, I think Tailwind's uh, 100. Uh, yeah. Hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's just really... I don't know why I, like, got that. I just was like, oh. That's what they had. Yeah, well... And yeah. they had Gatorade, too. Yeah. I think I got that once, but, yeah, it was kind of like after... At mile, like, 22, this, my stomach started hurting, got hot, um, probably not nearly as hot as it got for you guys, but it felt hot, um, yeah. and, yeah, I just, like, then I got to the marathon, I was like, man, this is when normal people are done running, not normal people, just, like, if you're, <laughs> if you're running a marathon, that's normal. That's when it's done. <laughs> um, but then I just kept telling myself, like, you signed up for this, this is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just telling myself this is fun. This is fun. Um, and then, yeah, just like I definitely 
kept having tummy troubles, but I like can't throw up. So fun fact about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that didn't happen, which is probably good. I don't know. Um, Did the you know fact that you were running you know top five to start and then top three from maybe Bumblebee or before Bumblebee? I guess from when we saw you on, you were you were top three. Mm-hmm. Um, how I mean, at that point, you got to kind of know where you where you stand in the yeah. in the race. Did that? It was I think like for the first I was third coming into Bumblebee, and then um, the girl who was in second I can't remember her name, but she like made a wrong turn, like not far just like a little bit out of the way and then was like right there when I was going by past that turn and she just like let me go ahead of her and I was just like oh she's gonna pass me um and I kind of wanted her to because I was like I like running behind people mm-hmm. like that I know are running a similar pace because then it just takes the stress off of getting past yeah um but yeah Mimi was just she was forever gone after Bumblebee. <laughs> I like could see her until that point, and then she just flew off into the distance. <laughs> um, and then I was convinced that the um, someone, that, the girl that came in fourth, I was convinced she was going to pass me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I knew where I stood, and I also like thought I'm very okay. Mm-hmm. I would love to come in second place, but like I'm, I don't expect to come in second place. And I wouldn't be crushed if I didn't. So, like, which was probably actually a bad way to think about it because then maybe I walked more than I would have. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I, was... I wasn't going to catch first. And mm-hmm. I could see the girl behind me was, like, right behind me the whole time. Pretty much until, like, the last river creek crossing. You tackled her like you did that old man at... Rabbit raccoon. And no. <laughs> no. Um, no. I'm very rarely in a like a situation where I'm like, pod- like competing to podium, mm. but it's such a weird mental headspace. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming from a non-track and cross-country background. Team, you know, real sport, team sport. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I played golf, which is one person. But, oh boy, um, that's a mental headcase sport as it is. But um, yeah, it's really easy to psych yourself in and out. Like yeah. when first first place is is kind of out of reach, and I mean, mm-hmm. Mimi's a, a a household name in the the sport at the fifty k level the mountain racing level as well mm-hmm. um which i had no idea who she was or who was like who anybody was that i was like running near that i had like seen mm-hmm. on ultra sign up um but still i was like oh she's just i didn't recognize her at first i was like man this like power mom is just absolutely <laughs> dominating the 60k <laughs> <laughs> um so was, uh, when you came into to Bumblebee and, and I believe second at that point or third third, third at that point mm-hmm. where I was just like heck yeah because <laughs> um, 
I think I had, after, you know, Mary and I said you were going to win the race. Um, Rolling which, my eyes. You know, only one person <laughs> in front of you after the, uh, and at the finish line. So we weren't too far off, but. Many minutes. But <laughs> does not matter. Um, okay. I, I think I eventually came around and said, I just hope that you have a good experience. Yeah. Um, and have a good time with it. Because, um, it, it, I mean, when you have an extra however many miles, 11 miles on top of a marathon, mm-hmm. I think there's, doesn't seem like 11 is like a, a significant enough number, but there's just enough room that it, you stretch it out and with climbs and whatnot and, and nutrition playing a bigger role that yeah. there's just a bonk is a pretty uh, rough thing and racing at a at a 50k 60k level there's less time to recover that's the yeah. beauty and the bad thing about the you know 100k and up is you, you've got time you got all the time you oh, want oh yeah so uh, much time <laughs> um, but crossing the the finish line and, and coming in second place what what were the like emotions coming down the the hill into uh, Black Canyon City um I was really excited to have like run the farthest I'd ever run mm-hmm. and excited about second place and also just like very happy for it to be over with yeah <laughs> um I just, I don't know why, I think it just, like, pride, I didn't expect it to be as hard as it was, and just felt like I was really prepared, which I was, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just didn't realize, like, the difference that 11, like you said, like, 11 miles makes a big difference in just how, yeah, like, I think your digestive system, everything, it just kind of is a different thing to get used to, um, and just, like, excited, because, yeah, super exciting environment. It was so fun to have like so many friends there and Jackson and mm-hmm. yeah, just like a really super fun time. Made me want to do it again. Initially, I did not want to do it again. <laughs> I think I crossed the finish line and I said, "Why do people do these?" <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, but oh. yeah, I, I also like had expected more of like in an ultra like a lot more chit chat and to be like with groups of people more Mm -hmm. but like for the first I think I talked to someone for maybe like the first five miles on and off and then everyone sort of like separated and didn't talk to anybody else I talked to the girl that came in third at an aid station and was like this isn't great is it (laughs) and she was like no (laughs) um that's awesome but yeah then I was pretty much just by myself did that kind of feel like tra- training miles? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. But most of them I did with people. But, like, I guess workouts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And you said you wanted to to race it again. Do you have... Oh, not necessarily, like, that specific That specific race, race but, but like, wanting to do yeah. a 50K or... An yeah, old... I think a 50K sounds good. Or less. Probably a 50K. Either way. That's awesome. I, uh, what is the... Two two big takeaways from Ooh. from the race. Oh, that's a hard question. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> two big takeaways. Uh, 
goodness. To think I just realized how important it is to like look up and appreciate where you are running. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time I did remind myself to do that, it like made a big difference. And just reminded me that like I am here to have fun and I literally paid to be here. <laughs> like yeah. there's no one forcing me to do this, so I should at least enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it was. Um, it was super fun. And then, so yeah, I guess that, and then also just like appreciating like the people that you get to go out there with and like everybody understands it. And it's Mm -hmm. just like so fun to have friends who get it and also enjoy the same things you do. And a husband who like maybe doesn't understand it, but is so excited about it and like loves it. So yeah, uh, that was going to be. The next question, and it's going to sound like a standard sports reporter <laughs> question, um, but what did it what did it mean, and what did it feel like to to have Jackson there mm-hmm. for um, your your first you know trail ultra? Obviously, yeah. he's, he's been at the uh, at Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he hadn't actually. I think Indy. The Indianapolis Marathon, and then um, he had gone to, like, Stump Jump 10 Miler and Rob Raccoon, but those are, like, I only saw him at the beginning at the end. So Indianapolis was so fun because he was running around with my parents and, like, two of my best friends from college, and I saw them, like, I don't even know how many times, but it was so awesome. And he was so excited about that race. It was cracking me up. But then this one, I only got to see him the middle and then at the end but yeah I didn't realize how big of a difference it makes because I I was talking to Mary about that like knowing we were getting to see you guys at mile 20 was so exciting I kept being like oh five miles till I see everybody Mm -hmm. and then knowing that I wasn't going to see everybody till the end I was like oh I have to finish this (laughs) thing before I get to see my friends (laughs) Um, but yeah having him there and like having him be just so excited about it and obviously so supportive and just great in general made a huge difference and just having him on the trip when I was like super nervous about the race Mm -hmm. and I mean your person's your best friend so like having your best friend with you anytime is amazing um and yeah that just made I think I've also just maybe never gone on like a friend trip with Jackson. I don't know if that's true, but like that felt a big, big race trip. Yeah, it was really fun to have him there. Just like so much support, which is great. Yeah, brings and just helps me with everything when I can't walk upstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it brings brings home yeah. to like a a new wow. new and scary that place. Was much more eloquent. <laughs> I had time to, you know, think about it while you said While I rambled. No, not rambling at all. Like it, it's uh it's awesome to, to have have that person yeah. there and, and be so supportive and I know Jackson is uh a great great cheerleader, not not only out there on the trail and at the finish line, but like when you're at home and, and coming back from a, a training run or yeah. somebody to get you a Chipotle or a pub sub. Seriously. I don't know. I just don't know if I'd be as good at being, like, 
supportive as he is. Like, I don't have have to be in the same way because he, I mean, I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. like, I'm, like, taking a shower after a long run, and he's like, should I go get a pup sup? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> Crewing is the greatest, uh, you know, display of love. Yes. My love language is definitely, like, better than fast food food. <laughs> and by that, I mean Chipotle pup sups. <laughs> And a free shout out to Chipotle and Publix uh, <laughs> subs. Um, feel feel free to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. nobody is. So <laughs> we're just giving free shout outs left and right. Not sponsored by Fast Break, Chipotle, <laughs> Publix, Ultra Sign Up, Taco uh, Bell, Taco Bell, uh, Salt Stick was a previous uh, non sponsor sponsor. Now we've got, you know, Solomon and Lululemon. Lululemon. Yeah. Just two ambassadors. Clothes. One model, one almost model. Um, You're you're totally a model. Also, I'm not. So maybe neither of us are. Feel free to Chipotle, Taco Bell, and Publix if you want models to be super excited and not fake a smile about your food. We got you. Um, as we continue to stare at our uh, Chipotle bowls sitting in front of us. Um, and I think Mary's still sitting out in her car. Oh, she, oh. Let's, uh, I'll text her and we can, uh, we can wrap it up. Do you want to wave her in? Yeah. I don't think she's looking at me. Um, Are you going to do a podcast with Mary about the race? I feel like you should. I am, yeah. Yeah. Or about... About running, we can't decide what what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like asking to do like a, a why for running podcast. I know that's you said before we recorded. You don't know what that is. Mary doesn't know what that is. Um, I think everybody's is changing over yeah. the or has changed over the past year, which has been interesting and and good um, and healthy because you have to have to change over time. Um, let's get deep. Yeah, let's get deep. We're about to. Um, what do you want the the role of running to to be in your life in the, in the future? And um, this is not to like put any pressure or hold you to it, like uh, making you choose trail or, or road for the rest of time. But um, I mean, second place at a at a sixty k. Uh, your first trail ultra is a a really big accomplishment and you should be extremely proud of it um but does that give you any thought to uh continue to to test the waters and like line up at at bigger and and bigger races and see where where you stack up or does that kind of go against how you want running the role of running to be in in your life going forward yeah that's a good question i Thank feel you. like <laughs> um it's my role as host to ask questions <laughs> i guess i don't 100 percent know the answer to that um i think i would definitely i'm more excited about finding races that i want to do based on like the actual race and where it is and what it's like Mm -hmm. instead of um you know picking races for the actual competition which like 
there's a lot of big races that I'd be super excited to do and that would be really motivating. But I don't know that like I just running is so fun and like such a good outlet that I'm a little nervous to be like make it incredibly intense. Yeah, like bring it back to the college days. To yeah. The yeah, and like I think if I did like a big race like Broken Arrow or something, it's on your computer, so like that. Like that sounds super fun and I like just wouldn't have expectations going into it at all. But I mean I'm sure it would be like even like on watching the hundred K. Like being able to line up with like famous trail runners would be so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um run with them for like a quarter mile and then say bye-bye. <laughs> no. But yeah, that would be fun. I don't think that that's like my next race. I'm not thinking like, ooh, what's the biggest competition I can go to and yeah. see if I'm actually good at this. That's well, not that's like... That's the healthiest way to go about it is yeah. continue to pursue running as a something fun, like yeah. choosing a race based on location and, and all that stuff is a, a great way to, to look at it. And yeah, I don't, I don't want to form that I have that line line of questioning like push you towards like are you going to try and pursue ultra running as a career <laughs> should I call Dylan Bowman and Corinne Malcolm <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe if Chipotle <laughs> sponsored me <laughs> <laughs> then I could just live off of Chipotle uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean we I'm kind a thriving of live, we uh, kind disability of insurance adjuster right now, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll take that as, a, as an answer. That's a good, uh, it's a good answer. Like, running needs to stay <laughs> the fun. The answer was now. Okay. Um, let's see. After, after Boston, like in the real immediate future mm-hmm. post Boston do you have anything on the radar is it still JFK no I don't know um I think I want to do a 50k um yeah a 50k I don't know what one yet but okay. hopefully I would love to do one in like Colorado mm-hmm. late summer or like early fall okay. I don't know why it just sounds fun or like somewhere I'll be out there in July so oh really yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I? I this okay, story. we'll talk it off air. We'll take, <laughs> we'll take that question off air. Um, okay, so 50K and then just see where where the wind blows. I'm sure we'll have some sort of summer, fall, and winter shenanigans, as uh, uh, Corinne likes to refer to it. <laughs> You're always doing some sort of silly race at some sort of weird time, and you can't decide <laughs> what are you actually training for. Are we training for CCC, or do you want to run a mile trial? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just all train for a beer mile. See how that goes. I brought up the beer mile. <laughs> she was like, "No, July no, July fourth, right? Or something?" Yeah. She's like, "Don't you do something silly in the like summer or spring?" I was like, "Well, there's the pub run." She's like, "No, no, not that." I was like, well, there's the July 4th beer mile, but I didn't do it last year. I was doing Master P repeats. Oh, my goodness, you poor um, thing. And she said, no, what's the dumb thing you did in, like, a foot costume? And I was like, ah. Oh. I knew chase. The 8K was not in a foot costume, but I drank whiskey and then ran a, a mile. 
in this. He's gonna do it again. Sweatiest foot <laughs> costume ever. I'm gonna run the 8K in the foot costume this time. Oh good. That'll uh, help hide the fact that I'm just a, a slow, slow road boy. It's not true. Um, positive self-talk. It's a new lifestyle. I'm pretty positive <laughs> that, <laughs> that I'm going to be one of the faster people at Minicata. Woo! Which, oh. Wow, the acoustics. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, exactly. More cool. That. Uh, okay. Last question. Oh, my goodness. We're still going. This is it. Yeah, okay. You thought it was 45 minutes. That's all I can talk. I thought it was going to be 20 minutes. You keep asking me questions. My Chipotle's getting cold. <laughs> you have the run of show in front of you. You know you can't stop until the questions are done. I didn't even look. Uh, <laughs> And I, I purposely don't put this on the runner show because I want it to be oh, well, a sp- it's spray. Not a show. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get my phone open. I always hide this one because uh, I really enjoy and they're always really good answers. Um, so no pressure. Um, if you, I'm stealing this from a podcast that I think you listen to, uh, Single Track. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still asks it to his guests, but sometimes he does. Uh, if you could put something on a billboard. Or a message on a billboard for all to see. Oh, you asked me this last time I was on my failed podcast with you, and I can't so remember what you, I said. I still have the recording, but we don't have time to bring it up. Uh, since, okay, sorry. You finish yeah. your question. No, you're fine. I, what If you could put a message on a billboard for everybody to see, what it would be and why? I think I would have two different billboards. Okay. And one That's fair. would say, oh, they're both so cheesy. Eat bagels. <sighs> Well, no, because a lot of times they're bad and it's not even worth it. Might as well have toast. There it is. Um, <laughs> Might as well have toast. <laughs> um, one would be just nice and cheesy, choose joy. Because uh-huh. um, I feel like I could use seeing that every once in a while on a mm-hmm. billboard. We all should. And oh, what was my other one that I thought of? I don't know what the other one was. I think it was about tacos or dogs, so. Tacos and dogs on the other (laughs) one. That's perfect. Um, What's your joy? That's great. Uh, Believe, if I remember correctly, uh, that is the middle name you were given. That is my middle name, yeah. Or it's a joy meme. Clemmer. Clemmer, no. Now, is I love it still... how you met me as a plumber and everyone else did, but they all think my name is Meme. <laughs> that's how I was followed by Martha Meme on Strava. Strava. Yeah, I recently, as in like a couple months ago, changed it. Now you're Martha I Meme Clumber. I think I might be hyphenated on Strava. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a flex. It is. Give me all the names. I'll let oh, you... I need a pair of mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you get get to that, uh, but on on the way out, one thank you for coming on the podcast, uh, and two super thankful for you as a friend and Aww. as a a running buddy. Um, you've definitely pushed me to uh, be better. You I, you you have a faster time going up Whiteside than I do, and I've run intervals up Whiteside. Um, so thank Whiteside you. Whiteside getting a lot of airtime. A lot of airtime. <laughs> Ran it today. <laughs> Um, but no, you do help me, uh, push myself to, to be better and hold myself accountable to, to running and stretching and having it be fun 
um, it's rare that we've been on a run that's that's not been a good time. So thankful for you as a friend and thankful for you as a running buddy and super proud of your, your Black Canyon effort and uh, can't wait to see what fun things uh, you do in the future. Looking forward to our buddy 100 mile uh, in 15 years. Some nice bonding time. Yep, we'll probably definitely kind of be friends after that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll need well, some time off, but. Thanks, Charlie. You're welcome, Martha. <laughs>that's another episode of switchbacks and sweat stains in the books thank you again martha for coming on and being a great guest apologies again for the suboptimal sound quality we will have that remedied in the future big shout out to martha i know she just loves all this praise and attention but uh big pr yesterday at the boston marathon uh super proud of that but wanted to give you a another shout out um for a great race um big shouts out to uh other chat rabbit runners that ran boston yesterday uh jen halls uh leah miller and ryan young all crushing on what was a pretty tough day in terms of it being a little chilly and rainy uh not a fun day to run 26 miles but also a perfect day to run 26 miles uh, and one of the biggest, most popular races uh, in the world. So uh, great accomplishments there. Super proud of everybody. Stoked uh, by everybody's great days and uh, going out there and doing big, big races and big things. So uh, inspires me to, to get out and get some training done today. So I'll hop on that. Um, going out, just the standard rate subscribe yeah give us a rating i realized we have uh none but that's uh about uh the same number of episodes that have come out on time so uh a fitting rating so far but if you want to rate review subscribe whatever that'd be great if not it is what it is we're just having fun talking into a microphone for an hour and a half or so um Speaking of which, I'm going to stop doing that and uh, leave you all to it. Thanks again for listening to Switchbacks and Sweat Stains. I'm Charlie Haney, and uh, hydrate, everybody.